and amen. You may be seated tonight. Again, so glad that you're with us on Thanksgiving Eve, that we can just worship the Lord and be encouraged in the Lord as we look at his word um, and, and just have some fellowship together. It's a very special time of the year for us as Christians. We have reason to be thankful, even though we go through difficult times and challenging times and losses and distress and sorrow can fill our hearts because of circumstances or whatever's going on in our lives. But we can be thankful because we have the Lord. Amen. And we, we have a church family. And uh, one of the things that I have been doing, particularly as I talk with people and even on the radio, um, is I encourage them be with a church family because we really need each other, especially in the days in which we are in. Because it's, it's very difficult out there, and it's getting more perilous, more difficult, more dark. And uh, to be with the brethren uh, is good for the brethren to dwell together in unity and for us to be together, um, you know, during the year and, and during the uh, Christmas season, Thanksgiving season as well. couple quick announcements, and I, I want to do a short Bible study. Um, and then we're going to have some fellowship together and have some pie together. But I do want to let you know that uh, church office will be closed tomorrow and Friday. And then the, the youth will be meeting on uh, Saturday, uh, 6, to, 6 to 8.30. Okay, thanks, Luke. So, um, and so they'll be meeting on, there'll be no young adults on this Friday high school uh, meeting on Saturday. And then also... Um, as we head into December, we'll be back for Sunday in our normal services, 8, 9, 30, and 11, as we continue through Matthew. Uh, but as we head into December, I want to let the uh, ladies know that you do have uh, that um, ladies' uh, uh, ornament exchange Friday, December the 3rd, 6.30 to 8.30 at the home of Amy and Virtus Banowitz. Uh, the address is there at the information desk. Sign up at the information desk for a head count. Uh, and if you want to bring food, bring wrap ornament or Christmas socks under $5. So ladies, get signed up at the information desk here tonight. Also, there is the marriage fellowship on Saturday, December the 4th, 6 to 8 o'clock, serving Italian food and doing a white elephant gift exchange. Sign up at the information desk and through the e-bulletin. Home Educators Fellowship for Homeschoolers, you moms, uh, Tuesday, December the 7th, 6.30 to 8.30. And then the kids will be doing some fun things in December called December to Remember. Uh, family Movie Night, Thursday, December the 2nd, 6 to 8 o'clock. Kids Night Out, and that is December the 10th. That's on a Friday. Parents, 6 to 8. They'll be doing some Christmas activities with the kids while you can go out and have some dinner or go shopping or whatever it is that you want to do, okay? But you need to sign them up so they know how many kids are going to be here. So that is on, again, uh, the 10th of December on a Friday, 6, 8 o'clock. And then Family Service Project is they're going to be making blessing bags, uh, kind of a project and a, a blessing to those uh, who are going to be blessed by those blessing bags. There is a sign-up at the information desk uh, if you'd like to donate some items for those blessing bags, and they need to be uh, here by December the 12th, and they'll do that project on December the 16th. So all that is um, in the e-bulletin. Christmas Eve services coming up. Christmas Eve is on Friday. Three services at noon, 2 o'clock, and 4 o'clock, family services. And then the next week on December 31st, I'm going to be doing a New Year's Eve prophecy update. 
And uh, so we're going to be looking at Scripture and the things that are going on uh, around us that uh, point to the soon return of Jesus Christ. And also what we're to be looking for as we move into 2022. And I have no idea because the last two years have been so confusing in so many ways. But there are things that the Scripture talks about that we are to be watching, right? And as we've gone through the Olivet Discourse recently in Matthew's Gospel, that Jesus said you be watchful and you be discerning and you be wise and you be looking for the master's return. So we're going to do that prophecy update on December 31st, 7 o'clock. The kids will be doing some special activities as well. So that's what we got coming. But tonight on this Thanksgiving Eve, I want to read from Psalm 105, if you have your Bible with you. Psalm 105, the first five verses, as we read the psalmist giving thanks to the Lord and expressing his thanks. And he writes, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing psalms to him. Talk of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. And let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face evermore. And in verse 5, remember his marvelous works which he has done in his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. And so, Father, we just pray that tonight as we read what the psalmist writes, they would help us to have a joyous, uh, thankful uh, season here. It's a season where we do talk about Thanksgiving, being joyful, having a gladness of heart, all those things that come from you. And, Lord, these, these commands that are given to us are present imperatives, that we are to do these things now will help us in this season that we're in have a season of joy and gladness and thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. So as I said, the psalmist here is expressing his praise of thanksgiving to God. And as you go through the psalms, as many of you know, and we've gone through the psalms here um, at Calvary Chapel, we really see the importance of rejoicing in the Lord and also being thankful to the Lord. And in verses 1 through 5, I just want to look at this very quickly There are eight commands given to us that we are to do that will help us in this season that we're in to to be thankful, to have a joyful heart, to, to have a heart that the Lord desires for us to have, to where we're not just overwhelmed and grumbling and complaining and being negative and all of this. And that can come with this season. Matter of fact, this season can also be a time where people really have a difficult time because of circumstances or different things that are going on because the year has been very hard, whatever the case might be. So as we do these eight things that I'm going to point out that the psalmist writes about, I think it's really going to encourage our hearts. It's going to bless our hearts, and it's going to cause us to be ones that as Christians that we are thankful. And what I see in the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, the importance of us to be thankful you know, to the Lord and be thankful in all things, as as Paul would write to the church of Thessalonica. Now, I don't necessarily always give thanks for uh, all things that happen to me, but in all things that I can give thanks because the Lord is with me and his word is true. And he never will leave me or forsake me. He won't leave you or forsake you either. And we can trust that the Lord is working. But as the psalmist here, he begins, number one, the first thing that we're to do, obvious in verse one, is give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. 
And what can happen, and it can happen to me as well, is we go through the year and we go through our lives and we can go through seasons where we stop being thankful. And it's so important that you and I, that every day that we are thankful, that we're thankful that we're forgiven. We're thankful that we have salvation. We're thankful for, you know, his word given to us. And, and as you sit down, I think a good thing for any of us to do is, is to write a list of things that you're thankful for. And I think that as you do that, you really begin to see how good the Lord is. And we have many things to be thankful for. And so, first of all, as Christians, we are to be thankful. And even in those times where we're feeling anxious or down, Paul writes in the book of Philippians, be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication with what? With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. So as we give our request to him with thanksgiving, he desires to give us that peace that passes understanding, to guard our hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. So we always have a reason to be thankful. And throughout the scriptures, you can see how we are told to be thankful for the goodness of the Lord and his faithfulness. But also as we continue here, the second thing that we're to do is call upon him. And as he says, call upon his name in verse 1. And that's also very important as well because we can go through those seasons where we're withdrawing from the Lord. We're not calling upon him. And we see that particularly in the Psalms, I, I really see it in David that he calls upon the Lord even in those times where he's going through difficulties and hardships and, and uh, he's overwhelmed. He calls upon the Lord. And that's what I want to encourage all of us to remember, that in those times where we're feeling down or we're feeling discouraged or you know, we're overwhelmed, that it's not a time with, to withdraw from the Lord. It's a time to draw to the Lord and call upon his name. And the Bible is very clear that he invites us to call upon him, to call upon his name. He wants us to come to him. Because remember that as Romans chapter 8 tells us and Galatians tells us as well, that we have the spirit of adoption to where we can cry out, Abba, Father. That's an incredible truth that is given to you and I as children of God to say, Papa. That's what Abba means literally. Papa, Abba, Father, I call upon you, and you invite me to, and the Lord desires for us to come to him. So number one, to give thanks, two, call upon him, and then also in verse one, make known as we see here his deeds among his people. You know, the Lord has, has changed our hearts. We have uh, a new heart as we come to Christ. Uh, we have the, the spirit of God that lives in our hearts. Uh, regeneration has taken place. He, he, we're growing in the Word of God. We're growing in His love. And He's done a wonderful work in us, in not only us, but in our families. And we can be thankful that He's doing a work in this church as well. And one of the things that I hear constantly is people are saying that I'm really growing in the Word of God. Uh, some have said they've gone to church all their lives, and, and for the first time, they feel like they're getting an understanding of what the Scripture says and, and having a hunger for the Word of God, and it's changing them. And I know for me that I can think about, Lord, how you've changed me, that I want to make known your marvelous works in my life as, as I look to you and as 
Lord, uh, you have done that work in my heart and in my life and with my family and with my ministry. So number one, give thanks. Number two, call upon him. Number three, make known his uh, deeds among the peoples. You know, it's important, especially parents, you know, tell your kids what the Lord means to you, what he's done in your life, your grandkids, those at work, those that are linked to us in our lives, because this holiday season, we're going to be meeting with a lot of people. We can say, you know what, this is what the Lord has done. This is what he has done in my life and with my family. And he's been so good, his deeds uh, that he has done um, in my life and during this year. And then as we continue, number four, sing to him. And that is told to us twice, sing to him, sing psalms to him. And it reminds me a lot of what Paul writes about in Ephesians chapter 5. One of the things that I, when I do uh, premarital counseling or uh, counseling with couples, but particularly when a couple is getting married, I, I say this should be the atmosphere of your house. As Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, and giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That should be the atmosphere of our homes. Is your home a place where the things of God, the praises of God, are spoken of? You know, where there is a spiritual song that is in your heart, that is amongst your family. That's what I want for my home. Not to just come home and be griping about the boss and murmuring, complaining about how things are going, but to just have a song in our hearts of the Lord and giving thanks to the Lord should fill our homes. And that's what the atmosphere of our home should be like. So we are to sing to him. And, and it doesn't mean you have to go around singing. If you want to, you can, guys. But, you know, just singing, you know, in the home, I think it'd be neat to do that um, if you did it once in a while. You might surprise your wife and your kids as you do that. But just the praises of God are being spoken of. Uh, I think I know uh, you know what I'm talking about. And the things of God are being spoken of. And that is so imperative that we do that. And it's so important that we do that. Otherwise, we walk around murmuring and complaining and this and that and the world and these guys and all of that. And it just, it begins to affect our home and the atmosphere of our home. So we are to sing to him. And then number five in verse three, we are to glorify his name. You know, glorify his name. We live in a world where we're so busy at times, you know, we want to glorify ourselves. We get on social media, how many likes can I get, how popular can I be, you know, how many people are seeing my posts, how much attention can I get. That's the kind of world in which we live in. And rather than trying to just bring glory to ourselves or always trying to exalt ourselves or, you know, get recognition for ourselves, that the priority for us is to glorify Him and exalt Him. Glorify the Lord. And the things that you speak and the things that perhaps you do post on social media, that they glorify the Lord in everything. That everything that you say and do glorifies Him because you're a child of God. And being a witness as a Christian is not just the words that we speak, but it's also how we act and, and glorifying Him and, and just loving people and caring for people. And having a gentle heart and being one that is tender-hearted and, and one that is expressing, 
you know, care and love and, and uh, for people, having compassion for people. And so as we do, glorify his name. And then verse 3 says that we are to rejoice as we see the sixth thing uh, here, that we are to rejoice, rejoice who, uh, number seven, seek the Lord. Seeking the Lord twice is mentioned here. So we are to rejoice again. The whole theme of the book of Philippians is rejoicing. Paul writes, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. He writes that. When he's in prison, he doesn't know what's going to happen. He's chained to a Roman guard. He says, I don't know if I'm going to be put to death, you know. And he speaks about that, about that in the beginning of the epistle. But the whole theme of Philippians is to rejoice in the Lord. It's joy. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And that's what the psalmist here is telling us that we are to do. That we are to rejoice as we seek him and that is another key we go to him we seek him seek the lord in his strength and that's what the lord wants to give us is he wants to give us strength and we need his strength i know i do because there are times where i can feel so weak and so frail and and all of that and lord i need to seek you in your strength and we're told in the scriptures to be strong in the lord you know we are to stand fast and it's only him working through us and in us as we seek him and as we're drawing close to him that he gives us the strength. Guys, to be strong for your families, for your kids, to be strong and stand for what is right in the workplace and, and other situations that come up. It takes a lot of strength to stand for the Lord today, doesn't it? We know that to be true. Because the world wants to just beat us up and come against us. It takes a lot of courage to stand for the Lord today. And the Lord wants to give us that. And then in verse 5, we see the eighth thing that we are to do. And remember his marvelous works, which he has done. Remember his marvelous works. This is something that the Lord has shown me just recently, even this week. Because I'm sure that you can be, you know, the same way as what I experience is we get so busy during the year, we get so busy with life and everything else that's going on that we forget, we forget what he has done for us. And I remember yesterday as you know, we were doing the decorating and um, everybody, the staff was pretty much had left. They worked very, very hard um, getting things set up. Uh, my staff works very, very hard all week long, all year long. I'm so blessed by them. And I just had a few moments before I got on the radio, but I remember just kind of looking out the window and just thinking, Lord, you've been so good. And, and I get distracted from that, just to stop and be thankful for what he has done this year and to bring us to this point. And when I did the radio show, maybe some of you heard it, somebody called uh, yesterday um, and said, I went to your church over 20 years ago when I was in youth group. And I so appreciate your ministry. And he, he was telling me how he went out to see his aunt in New Jersey, and they were watching us Sunday on live stream. And, um, and, and just thinking, Lord, thank you that I've had the opportunity to be able to minister in the years that you've given to me here and to remember the, the, the blessings that we have Listen, let's not take for granted how God has blessed us and people that he has brought into our lives 
that are a blessing to us, the families that he has put together here at Calvary Chapel, and to remember that he wants to do so much more in this coming year. He really does in this Christmas season and coming year, and he desires for us to, to not only just remember what he has done, but be thankful for what he is going to do as we move forward. So eight things here that are helpful for me, I pray are helpful for you in this Thanksgiving season and as we enter into Christmas and soon we'll be entering into a new year. So Father, we thank you. We thank you so much for your blessings, your goodness, that Lord, um, that you are faithful. And I do pray that you... Lord, would just bless all the families that are here as we meet with family and friends tomorrow and this weekend and over Christmas season, that we would be ones, that we would make known your deeds, that we would have a song in our hearts, that we would speak of your wondrous works, that we would have hearts of rejoicing, and Lord, that we would seek you during this time, because it does get busy. And I also pray that we would have hearts of thankfulness. Lord, we just being thankful for the incredible work of salvation, the incredible work of, of redeeming us as Jesus went to the cross. There is a reason why he came. We celebrate the birth of Jesus here next month, but he came for a reason, and that it was to go to a cross to die for our sins that we might have forgiveness of sin and salvation for those of us who believe, that light came to the darkness. I pray that you would bless our fellowship here tonight and our weekend. We look forward to just continuing to look to you in everything for our families and for this church family as well, to provide for us, to grow us, Lord, to, to keep us safe, Lord, to... Just grow in your word and in your love. So bless everyone here. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So we're going to close.